Hey, Joshua Segafis here. On this podcast, I teach men and women how to increase their attraction, level up their dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. If you're sick of a dating or relationship life that sucks, stick around. This is exactly where you want to be. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Segafis here. Listen, I just opened up my new mastermind tribe, an exclusive community where alpha-minded men and women can get the individualized coaching and guidance they need to truly level up their dating game and embrace the alpha mentality. Find it at joshuasegafis.com forward slash mastermind tribe or check below. You should find a link in the comments. It's free for the first month. And if you believe in anything I say or talk about, this is the ultimate mastermind tribe for you. Go sign up. I'll see you there and we'll crush it together. Now let's get on to today's episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Joshua Zagafis podcast. This is the podcast show where we talk about how to increase your attraction, level up your dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. So there's a news story that I came across today that came out yesterday, which was Valentine's Day, on CNN Health. And I thought it really got my attention, and I thought it's worth covering so the and I'm going to link to the article in the description. So if you want to go read it, you can go read it. But it was written by Harry Enton of CNN and it's in the relationships section and it's titled Americans less likely to have sex, partner up and get married than ever. Now I'm going to go ahead and just read through this a little bit. It's really interesting and then we're going to discuss it. Valentine's Day is a day of love, a special day on which we're supposed to make sure that those around us know how much we care for them. But on this day, when Cupid is supposed to strike us with his arrow, there are several reasons to think love, by its many definitions, isn't what it once was in the United States, for better or for worse. Indeed, here are four potentially troubling statistics and one potentially positive sign about love in the U.S. First of all, and then this is the first headline of it. We're at a 30-year low for sex. 26% of Americans ages 18 and up didn't have sex once over the past 12 months. Now, I just want to stop. and See, this is according to a 2021 general social survey. But I just want to, you know, stop and draw attention to this. Now, I don't know if the population who was who was uh, called upon to fill out the survey i don't know if it's skewed or some in some way i don't know if the you know there are there are confounding factors i don't know but let's just take a minute and you know address that 26 percent of americans ages 18 and up didn't have sex once over the past 12 months now, it also goes on to say, you might think this is just a pandemic effect, but it's part of a long-term trend. The two years with the next highest percentage of adults saying they didn't have sex once in the past year were in 2016 and 2018, where both were recorded at 23%, right? Um, and these were the last two times the survey was conducted. So every time the survey has been conducted, we've gotten news like this okay now 26 percent that's more than one in four but it's basically one in four so so that's kind of a lot it seems like a lot right 
I personally am not surprised by this. I feel like I've observed this in people I've met, in people I've known. I feel like it's not that difficult to walk into a social setting and once you start talking to people and being very real about everyone's dating life and everyone's intimate life, it becomes pretty obvious that about you know one in four people probably hasn't had sex once in the past 12 months. And you know what I'm saying is this doesn't surprise me. Now, there's more to this article. For example, I'm going to skip down here a little ways. Last year's survey was also the first time that the percentage of Americans who had sex once a month or less topped 50%. Okay. Now, there's another part that's interesting here. Married couples under the age of 60, 26% of them had sex once a month or less in 2021. This is up from 12% in 1989. So we're just seeing humans have less and less sex, really, in the United States, okay? Now, there could be a number of reasons for this. And there's a lot more to this article, but these are the statistics that stuck out to me that I wanted to talk about. So again, I'm going to link to this article down in the description, CNN Health. You can go down there and read it, read the whole thing. I would encourage you to. Harry Enton did a pretty good job, it seems, of reporting these things. And this was interesting to me. But why? Why is this happening? And, you know, I'm going to give you my take on it, what I kind of think is going on. Now, I, I don't know. I'm not a social scientist, right? There's probably a lot of factors that I'm not taking into account. However... I do feel like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that there are a couple factors that are probably at work here. Number one, we live in a digitized age. Okay, We live in an age where more and more people are doing more of everything online. They're doing more of their dating online with apps. They're doing more of their hanging out online over social networks and you know in other online mediums okay uh you know whereas in the 80s people got together to play ping pong and pool now they're playing video games together online right so we just have a lot more of people doing things over the digital medium instead of getting together in person. And obviously, when you're not getting together in person, that puts a roadblock in sexual activity because part of sex is the spontaneity of spending time together and going out and having experiences and adventures. That generates intimacy, which leads to sex. And I'll tell you what doesn't lead to sex is chatting over you know, an online dating app forever or just chatting over games together, right? These types of things can lead to flirting and like sexual tension maybe, but all too often in my observation, when they're just prolonged and there's no in-person intimate contact, they just kind of lead to a fizzling out and disappointment and friend zoning kind of, right? Now, another thing that I think contributes to this, and I've talked about this on my podcast before, I believe that 
we are in a masculinity crisis, okay? Now, I'm not trying to blame men for these types of statistics, but I think that men are dealing with a climate in our culture where masculinity is truly misunderstood and where many men don't actually understand how to win with women because they don't understand how to walk in true masculine frame. I really believe that this is the case. I believe that in our current social climate, men are more likely to be like feminized. They're more likely to be docile. They're more likely to try to seek safety than adventure. They're less likely to be formidable. In a lot of ways, men have been made to believe that they're supposed to actually act more like women in our culture, right? Now, this has been exacerbated by things. This whole toxic masculinity thing, which is really out of control, people talking about toxic masculinity, how traditionally masculine activities are inherently toxic and all this nonsense, like this has probably contributed, at least to a certain degree, and not in a good way. It's been in a negative way. Uh, there's also been things like the Me Too movement. Okay, Now, I am not opposed to this. If women want to come out and be more honest about traumatizing things that have happened to them, that's a good thing. That authenticity and you know, having that conversation is a very good thing. However... I do believe that there is a, there's an, an element of that conversation that can get pushed to an extent to where a lot of men don't really know how to deal with it. And there are a lot of men who are kind of, I think they come to the conclusion that when they look at women and they don't really understand how to win with women and they hear women basically talking about how most of their interactions with men have been toxic and traumatizing. I think that a lot of men just think, wow, the only way to win is not to play. Like, why would I want to plug myself into a situation where me expressing desire for a woman is just going to result in her years later me tooing me and saying that I traumatized her by making a move. Now, obviously, obviously, the response to that is to say, there's a big difference between just making a move and then sexually assaulting someone or sexually harassing someone. Women aren't trying to tell all men that just making a move makes them a predator, but... As with all things, this shit all gets jumbled up, right? And it flies around and it affects everybody differently, okay? So, I'm not saying that... Now, to, to clarify, I'm not laying this at the feet of women for the Me Too movement. I'm not blaming men or women for this as a gender I'm just talking about factors that I think have likely contributed at least in a small part that I can see, right?
Another thing is, I actually believe that health and wellness plays a role in this. Like, I think that the fact that 36.5% of adults have obesity in the United States and that another 32.5% of American adults are overweight, which results in more than two-thirds of adults in the U.S., being overweight or having obesity actually plays a role in this because there's a lot of factors there that people aren't, I don't think, paying attention to. First of all, if you're overweight or obese, your fertility cues and sexual value metrics are going to be lower, okay? This means that fewer people are going to want to invest as much to pursue you as a sexual option. So that's one thing. Secondly, when you don't have a healthy body, you're going to struggle to feel good about yourself. It's going to be a confidence issue, okay? Some people don't deal with this. Some, some people do. There are a lot of people I've observed who will talk themselves out of making a move before they even make a move to maybe try to ask someone out or something because they feel like because of their weight, the person would just not say yes. So there's no point in trying. And they may be wrong or they may be right. A lot of people say, you should shoot your shot anyway. I think there's some truth to that, but I'm going to be really honest. Here's what I say. Start focusing on your fitness and your health and wellness to be healthy, right? I've lived this. I have been both. I've been very overweight and I've been in great shape and there is no comparison. When I was overweight, I struggled. Even when I was good at dating, I struggled to get women to notice me. When I was in great shape, it was like women came out of the woodwork to hover around me to try to get my attention. There is no comparison. And this makes sense. As humans, we're hardwired to be attracted to fertility cues, okay? So I can't help but feel like this plays a vital role. Another thing is that if you don't live an active lifestyle, you're very unlikely to be putting yourself in situations where you can be active and having adventures with, you know, attractive people of the opposite sex. And when you have adventure and you're doing physical things together, that's like, the prime conditions for sexual chemistry to develop. But if all you're doing is sitting on the couch watching shows, that, that's not really prime uh, environment for sexual chemistry. People want to have adventures together. They want to go out and do things together. We're hardwired for this, okay? Have you ever heard about this phenomenon where at the Olympic Games... Like, the Olympians have all kinds of crazy sex. Like, have you ever heard about that? Um, I just looked up this article. Now, I've heard about this. This is not a new thing. There's this article from Fox Sports, uh, which came out in 2021. It's titled, Secrets of Crazed Olympic Village Sex. <laughs> and this is so crazy and so funny. Listen to this. I'm going to read this a little bit of this for you. I'm also going to share this article down in the description so you can read it and um, this was written by Jenna Lemoncelli from the New York Post. Okay. Former Olympian Susan Tedke is spilling the tea about sex in the Olympic Village. For athletes, 
after athletes were provided cardboard beds in Tokyo, leading many to wrongly suggest Olympic organizers did so to prevent sexual activity amid the COVID-19 pandemic, Ted Key explained that sex in the village is inevitable no matter what. It hasn't helped that Tokyo Olympics officials have handed out 160,000 condoms to competitors, but have done so with a message that the condoms are a symbol that athletes should abstain from sex until they return home following their events. The sex ban is a big laughing stock for me. It doesn't work at all, Ted Key told Germany's Bild, noting that sex is always an issue in the village. Olympic officials later indicated the beds were in place because of their sustainability and sturdiness. The article goes on. During her Olympic runs, Ted Key claimed coaches said sex before competing wasn't a good idea because when you have sex, the body first has to recharge itself energetically. But once an athlete was done competing, Ted Key said, many had sex, sometimes into the early hours of the morning. After the competition, however, roommates were considerate if you needed the room to yourself. Ted Key admitted, you always heard the quote-unquote party of the others. Sometimes you could hardly sleep. There is one party after another, then alcohol comes into play. It happens that people have sex, and then there are enough people who strive for that. It's something Olympic organizers have learned to plan for. Sex has long been its own event at the Games, with condoms becoming a hot commodity in, Olymp in Olympic villages since they were first given out in Seoul in 1988. In 2016, Rio organizers handed out a whopping 450,000 rubbers to the ready and raring athletes. Anyway, so the whole point of this is to say that when these athletes get together at the games, it's this whole thing. It's become so normalized that people expect it. They're going to have a whole bunch of crazy sex to the point where they're handing out hundreds of thousands of condoms. Like it's become a tradition. Now, why? Well, I've often read in, in because <laughs> I've actually researched this because I thought it was so funny. And I've read that you know, someone once said it like this. They were like, look, you have a whole bunch of these hyper, like healthy, fit, attractive athletes who have been literally working on their body for these last four years, just training to get into maximum shape. They feel great. They're performing at their best. They're here at the Olympics having the adventure of their life. Of course, they're going to be horny. Of course, they're going to want to bang. Like, they're also attractive. They're going to want to bang all of each other because, like, why not? And see, that's the question. See, the Olympians are getting it right. They're out here living their best life, being in great shape, being healthy, having the adventure of their life, performing at the Olympic Games, traveling to this event. And then there's a whole bunch of them. They're all so attractive. Of course, they're going to bang each other. Like, and they're going to have a great time doing it. And so, see, to me, this is the antithesis of like kind of the common American thing, which has turned into, we sit on our couches and watch shows, we eat junk food, we get overweight and obese, and then we play games online and we mostly talk to people just online. And before you know it, we've removed a lot of the traditional infrastructures that facilitate the coming together of humans for intimacy and sexual chemistry. See, so I believe I really believe that we're moving more in that direction, which isn't a good direction, I don't think. But I think it's real and it's happening. And I think that these statistics lend to it. Now, of course, I always advocate that as alpha-minded men and women, we should be leveling up mind, body, spirit every day to get better than we were yesterday. 
I think that having a healthy, positive, like pleasurable sex life is really important. To be really honest, in my life, I prioritize this. I, if I don't have a partner or if I don't have multiple partners, then one thing that I'm going to build into my life is a process for meeting new people and expanding my social circles until I find one or some. Uh, that has become very like streamlined for me um, to the point where, I mean, I haven't really been without a sexual partner for the better part of a decade now at this point to some degree, right? But see, my life benefits greatly for that. My life is so much better because of that because I'm living in sexual abundance. I get to experience that intimacy with people, my partner, or if I'm single, then probably multiple partners I'm dating on a rotation. And it's like, I get to experience that intimacy. We talk, you know, we have sex, we, um, we hug each other, we have great conversations, we go on adventures, you know, holding hands, kissing, making out you know, flirting, all of these fun things that I think are innately healthy and good for humans, as long as we're doing them safely. You do got to be safe out there, wear your condoms and, you know, don't be, don't be getting it with anyone sketchy, right? But the point is, I think that humans thrive when they have a healthy sex life and when they're experiencing intimacy on a regular basis. And I believe it's actually very important to our health, happiness, wellness, satisfaction in life. I really do. And I think that humans take a hit when they go for a year without sex. Like, my God, like, I mean, I'm assuming there's probably no cuddling or anything. There might be cuddling. I'm, I'm not sure. But like to go a year without sex that seems very extreme to me. It's like a year without experiencing that release with another person, without being that close physically and intimately with another person. It's like there's a problem. I, I think that's evidence of a problem, unless we're just trying to evolve into an asexual like species, which might actually be what's happening. I don't know. It might be. We might be leading ourselves toward a fusion of technology and humanity where we actually become more like cyborgs who create children in test tubes and we find that sexual hormones and drives are just a waste of time. So we try to eliminate them with like, you know, DNA injections or something like that. Like that I could absolutely see that being something in our future. But God knows I don't want it while I'm alive and I'll fight to the death to to keep it from happening to me. I love sex. I love women. To me, sex is one of the main driving forces of life. It's a huge motivator for many, many things in life. I believe that it's one of the reasons for why humanity has been so successful. The drive to win at the game of sexual competition. And I, I don't think that that's a unique idea. I think a lot of people have had that idea. I think I'm just standing on the shoulders of great men and women who have thought about these things before. That's all. So anyway, I'm just going to kind of wrap this up. I just wanted to cover that story and kind of give you my thoughts about it. And of course, as always, if you struggle with, you know, having intimacy in your life, if you struggle with dating, you'd like to have a more 
regular dating life um, that's successful, where you're experiencing intimacy and you know how to cultivate those things for yourself with other people, then join my Mastermind Tribe and I'll help you out. It's The link's down in the description, super affordable and and uh, that's the whole gig. I help people, help people with um, the elf mentality, increasing their attraction, improving their dating game, even things like getting their money, minding their business, pursuing their purpose, figuring all that stuff out. I can help you do that whole the whole process I can help you with. So join my Mastermind Tribe and I'll help you out figure that out all right it's gonna be it for this one go with grace my friends never give up your power this is josh segafis signing off thank you for listening make sure to visit www.joshuasegafis.com catch you on the flip side 